pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Scott Ritchie. Marcus Damask, another huge game against Purdue. He's on your All-Big Ten team ballot, correct? At this point, for what he's done in the Big Ten, he almost has to be. 32 points against Northwestern, 26 at Purdue. He's playing as well as he's played all year, and I'm always going to need him to keep playing at that level. All right, we'll ask Richie if the coaches expected this much. We'll talk some recruiting. We'll talk the sorry state of the Big Ten. In this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Ritchie, happy Scott Ritchie uh, in studio because his prediction record continues to soar after a dismal five-year stretch where his employment was in doubt. Five-year stretch? Five-year stretch of bad picks. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, uh, I'll I'll remind our readers or listeners uh, how bad Scott's been. But, again, he picked Purdue to beat Illinois, so I, I have to give it to him. And I think I about had the margin. Don't get sassy now. No, I'm just saying, like, right. I'm getting pretty good at this. Hmm. And watch me tank the rest of the season. You're right. Michigan State coming Thursday. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, uh, basketball beat writer when Illinois was good. Good in the tournament. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Cause, made the, uh, the Elite Eight. Because I think Illinois is good now. Yep. Um, just All- haven't been good in the tournament all this rigmarole that we're going through now the the angst and the pain with every game remember it really will amplify in the ncaa tournament because that's when um, coach underwood has something to prove yeah and i mean i'm always on track to make it back to the NCAA tournament um you think well you know just things can go. change uh, nothing's ever set in stone but like they project as a three seed right now so that's pretty good um but yeah, then just have to. I think at this point, have to make it to the second weekend. It's going to happen this year. Don't worry. No okay. frets. Well, I mean, I don't worry. I'm just a pragmatist and say that it's not a guarantee, but it has to happen. Welcome, Debbie Downer. <laughs> this is Dave Leak producing the show. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Good to have you along. Ed Bond recuperating from home, uh, running. Uh, he was doing his 5K Siberian Express over the weekend. Apparently, he twisted an ankle. That's what I hear, or I else mean, he's just not feeling well. That's what you get for running. <laughs> that's what you get. We wish Ed back soon. Uh, Richie, This uh, we're, we're taping this at 11 a.m. on Monday, as we normally do. The doggone AP Top 25 poll in which 
Richie as a voter, who's not being released till noon, so we don't have those results. But, boy, fans were fired up over the weekend when you tossed them that question, where should I rank Illinois? Uh, I think the general consensus was they don't fall after losing to Purdue. And that's fair because, I mean, if you take last week as a whole, I mean, they beat Northwestern by 30 and then lost a game that was close on the scoreboard at the end to Purdue. Now, I'm not saying it was a good game because for Illinois because it, re- it wasn't. Like, they were down 21 at one point in the second half, um, and they had to make it a furious comeback just to make it close. Um, so it was an okay game. Let's just say that. But it shouldn't – they'll move some because that's just kind of the way it works, but I don't anticipate them dropping more than a couple spots. Um, I kept them where I had them last week, and that's at number 12. Too high. Too far back, I mean. I mean, not really. And if you – I mean, if you checked out Good Morning Illini Nation this morning, I kind of talked about why I had Illinois where I had them. And, uh, you know, and it's a little funny. You know, me, the person that brings all of the advanced stats to the podcast, um, I'm not letting them dictate my entire decision. Illinois is ranked in the top 10 in every metric the net, Ken Palm, Torvik, Evan Maya, Hazel Metrics. Are you talking meaningless stats again? What? If they're they're so meaningless, why does Brad Underwood mention them every single time he speaks? But they're ranked in the top ten in all of those. Hmm. If you look at their resume, like, they really have not beaten anyone. Like, Florida Atlantic's their best win. It's their only quad one win in four opportunities. And that win gets worse every time Florida Atlantic loses. Um, But they're three and three. And... Quad one and quad two chances. That's just, that's uh, that's average. It's okay. It's not great. They just don't have the number of quality ones that other teams have. So I have them out of 12. All right. Scott Ritchie has been AP top 25 voter for years, does his homework. But last week, you know, all these all these ballots are online and available now. You got bashed. I did. Uh, checking in as the third worst voter of the group of, what, 60 or so Six, nationwide? 63. 63 voters nationwide, and Scott Ritchie was deemed the third worst in the country. Yeah. Um, there were – I lost my that spot, <laughs> thankfully. Um, it's kind of funny. Two of the three voters in the bottom – that wound up in the bottom three at the end of the week, uh, both from Indiana. Why are you looking at me? Because you're from Indiana. Yeah, I am. Um, but, no, it's – I was probably fourth. And okay. Just – I wonder, I'm curious, like, which fan base was leading the charge against me. Probably Duke, because I still don't have them ranked. I didn't last week, I don't this week. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how active they are. The, the I, I, they they seem like a fan base that would get... Um, uppity. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Just, you know, a little, throw up their arms. And this was the same Duke team you had number one, in my, <coughs> if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, number one in the preseason. <laughs> Pulled, now unranked. Good job there, Scott Ritchie. Well, they're not I unranked. I tried to tell you that. Duke is 14th. I, I'm not ranking them. Okay. Because what have they done? They beat Michigan State, and they beat Baylor, but that's fine. Baylor win means a heck of a lot more than the Michigan State. Yeah, that's not how it works. At least that's not how it shouldn't work. But, like, brand name can mean a lot. That's why Texas was still ranked as of you know this past week they won't be ranked i mean if they're still ranked 
today, later today, like I am going to question what AP voters are thinking because Texas has beaten no one. Um, so I try to, you know, not put any stock in who you are. It's mostly what you've done. All right, follow along uh, every morning. Good morning, Illini Nation, 6 a.m. at newsgazette.com. Richie writes about college basketball, rain or shine. We have a snowstorm coming to East Central Illinois. Might impact our delivery of the print product. It will not impact Scott Ritchie's love of the game he covers. No, because, I mean, unless there's just, like, and I'm not hoping this happens. Let's knock on some wood here. Like, if the power goes out, then, like, I won't have the Internet to post Good Morning Illini Nation tomorrow at 6 What, do we live in Eureka? No, this is Champagne, buddy. We got, like, power poles. All right, stuff like that. We got ways to improve to keep in touch. Yeah, my power's gone out in Champaign. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Savoy. Difference in Eureka goes out for like a week. Um, not Here quite, it's like a not quite an hour. A not quite a week. I mean, yeah. I'm signing on bring up what you have sitting in your front yard and you <laughs> <laughs> your truck. A pickup truck. And you, I'm going all Eureka on you. That, that's, that's beyond Eureka. Truck broke down and... Uh, it, it had been on our street for a month, right? And I started to feel guilty to our neighbors seeing this broken down truck out there. They have ordinances against that. So I, we pushed it up into uh, our driveway, but we missed a little. So it's off into the yard. Yeah, I'm sure your neighbors are thrilled with that, too. <laughs> well, it's snowy. You can't even tell that we missed the driveway until it melted here. We'll yeah, figure, we'll you're, the, you're the one person rooting for snow today. We'll, <laughs> we'll get that fixed, hopefully. All right, Michigan State on Thursday, they're horrible. Still, I thought they had turned the corner. Then what happened? Well, they seemingly had. I mean, they had they won five games in a row, including. I mean, they beat Baylor on a neutral, good win. Um, beat Indiana State at home. That's an actual. That's actually a good win. Indiana State's a pretty good team. Um, then they just get run by Northwestern last night. Like, and it wasn't really ever close. And I, I don't know. Like, Michigan State was a top five team in the preseason I, I think i had them eight based on the fact that they brought back essentially the same team but, but well one guy maybe got, just the, one guy so, got shot well he yeah, jeremy fierce jr obviously um he wasn't like a playing a huge role I mean, he was playing but like and maybe i put too much stock in the cohesion that i thought this team would have because I guess when you bring back every, pl- essentially every player from, like kind of an average team last year, maybe that just doesn't mean they're going to be any better. I thought maybe with one of the best coaches in the game that they would improve. Uh, it turns out they are, they're f- a fine team, but they're nine and six and one and three in the Big Ten. Um, that puts them currently right there near the bottom of the conference. Really bad Big Ten, I'm afraid to say. Scott Ritchie, just the yeah Purdue and Illinois and then everybody else Wisco- horrible. I, Wisconsin has to don't give me Wisconsin. I I will give you Wisconsin because nope. they're nope currently leading the Big Ten. They're the only unbeaten team in the conference in conference play. Um, you know my thoughts about the Badgers. Yeah, I think everyone has similar thoughts, but then they just keep winning games. Like it's just what they do. Like you they you don't understand why it happens or how it happens, but it does happen. But in no way are you threatened by them. No, then you. Right. But then, but then you lose to them. But not when it matters. Not well. 
in that regard, not for about a decade. Okay. And they didn't make the final. So you're agreeing with They did make the final four. Scott Ritchie. And what, 15? Frank the Tank? Yeah. Inside a lot of basketball, uh, we do this every Monday morning. Thank you for listening. Do you got any tickets to give away this week or not? We should. Maybe email you a check for yeah. the Michigan State game, 8 p.m. start. And Maryland game on Sunday. One p- oh, yeah, oh, just email Scott Ritchie, uh, first one in. Yeah, a it. 1 p.m. start for the Maryland game. That okay. was uh, kind of a TBD until very late last night. Uh, it was either 1 or 5. Um, thankfully, it's at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Thankfully. No one, that's a horrible time for a college basketball game. I would say 5 f- p.m. you can throw back a few and get in the mood, right? 1 p.m. you're just getting home from church. What's stopping you from throwing back a few and getting in the mood? Well, it just doesn't make sense because then you got to take a nap at 4. After the game's over. Right, but that ruins your whole Sunday. See, the 5 p.m. is the perfect time. I'd for say me waiting for a 5 p.m. tip ruins my entire Sunday. Well, get over it. You know, you're not paying big bucks to sit in Section 224 either. That's true. I'm you're getting pay- paid to I'm, cover this. Yeah, uh, I'm right. making money on the deal. I don't like 1 p.m. Sunday if, if, that didn't, if I wasn't clear. You were pretty clear. <laughs> okay, just, <laughs> just double-checking. Anyway, 1 p.m., Maryland's horrible, too. Gosh, they really are not very good. What happened to that? I, I thought I don't the coach know. had that going. I mean, well, I mean, the one thing that's really holding them back, um, because it's talent. No, Jameer Young is still really He's one of the best scorers in the Big Ten. Um, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. Oh, four and a half rebounds, almost four assists. Like Julian Reese and Dante Scott are both pretty good. Um Here's the thing. Maryland is shooting 27% from three. That's 349th in the country. They just can't make shots. Can't make shots. You can't win. All right. I was about to lambast you again uh, for all the talk of of there's no problem with this point guard snafu that you spent hours droning on and on about in the offseason, how Illinois. And then Ty Rogers didn't have his greatest game against Purdue which saw the Boilermakers throw their big guy on him. You kind of hinted at it. Is this a template for other teams to try? I think they'll at least try. Now, none of the rest of the Big Ten has Zach Eady. Like, okay. He's different. He's a unicorn of sorts. Um, a friendly unicorn at that, as our Joey Wright showed. Yeah. I mean, After I every game, he's out there signing autographs, taking pictures hours after the game. Yeah, it was, a, at least, it was, it was an hour post game good for him yeah i mean it's right it wasn't arranged by the university they didn't put out a table and make you sign autographs like it sometimes happens at other schools he's just genuine it is and i've seen him do it i mean he did it last year i mean i saw it after the the game in west lafayette so it's something he's done all the time okay Um, where were we sorry um and i'll bring because you know brad underwood has introduced some interesting words and phrases to the Illinois basketball lexicon, like booty ball. Um, but uh, one that he brought up yeah, a few years ago is the idea of dorking someone. Dorking. Yeah, somebody. which is basically what Zach Eady did to Ty Rogers in that game. It was like he knows that Ty Rogers is not going to shoot the ball ever, so you just don't guard him. Like Zach Eady didn't actually guard Ty Rogers. Like, that was his defensive assignment, but he just stayed in the lane. So where does dork come from? I'm not sure because uh, I don't really understand the... You were called a dork, but that's a different thing. I don't think I ever really was. Oh, I mean, if I, we if, called kids back and like, hey, you dork. I mean, if I was... Do kids still call each other dorks? No, I, I imagine they call each other much worse things. Right. 
That was kind of the simple way to, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe people called me that behind my back. I don't know. Dork. Wouldn't know. If I did, I would have done something about it. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I'm trying to think. It was like maybe like it's, it's something that it revolved around DeMonte Williams okay. at some point. All right. So it's been a anyway, few years. Anyway, is somebody going to do that again uh, when Michigan State comes to town? Yeah, like I if I'm Tom Izzo, I mean, nothing's really working for him. I'd try that because it disrupts what Illinois wants to do offensively unless they've spent the time between the loss of Purdue and when they tip Thursday against Michigan State figuring out something okay. to do as a counter. But, like, knew it was coming. Apparently. Well, because yeah. they did a little bit of it last year. But right. Ty Rogers played a smaller role last year. Um, but in this version of Illinois basketball um, – which is very much just like we're going to run booty ball with Marcus Damask, and that's the only thing that seems to work with with shooters around it. Um, when there's a seven four dude just like hanging out in the paint, that takes up the space where Marcus uh, would tr- be working and posting people up, and provides a quick double. Um, so, I mean, you'd think Brad Underwood's spent the last few days working on a counter to that but like if I'm Tom Izzo I try it I put Maddie Sissoko in the paint just let him hang out there because like at this point like Ty Rogers has not shot the ball outside of five feet this entire season maybe that changes there was a there's many discussions in the offseason about how he had you know worked on his jump shot so much but if he did we have not seen the fruits of those labors this year like he it's why you know God, there was a moment of Ty Rogers and Dane Danger playing together in the Purdue game a brief moment but it's why, it's why they can't because you can't have two non-shooters on the court in this era of basketball um, having one non-shooter is tricky enough as Illinois has kind of shown um so we'll see what they do. All right. Despite uh, the change of strategy, Marcus Damask still put up big numbers uh, following up on his Purdue game, following up on Northwestern, I should say. So tell me this. He's all Big Ten right now, certainly. I think don't, would have to. Don't even think about it. Would have to be somewhere in that conversation. Probably uh, maybe at the national level starting to draw attention. Yeah, because he's, he's done it three times. He had the Florida Atlanta game, where he mm-hmm. scored career-high 33. He had the Northwestern game, 32, and then Purdue, 26. So, like, it's three out of 14. Pretty good. Um, just has to keep doing it, really. I think uh, Underwood knew this would happen uh, during the recruiting process. Do they have these high expectations for a guy who is at Southern Illinois, no offense, Carbondale? Um, Not a hotbed of hoops. Gosh, though. Would it, it would it have been this year? Because yeah, Marcus Domask is doing what he's Even doing. Even if they would have been, no one would know about it. That's why he's at Illinois, probably. Yeah, but just if Marcus Domask was that Southern, Lance Jones, the Purdue guard who right. had a pretty good game um, against Illinois, and then Southern still has Xavier Johnson, who's one of the top scorers in the country. Still has Chris Cross, Urbana High product. Take him, that. Him too. Medical redshirt this year, so he's not playing. No, but like. Damask, Jones, Johnson, like okay, Southern could. Anyway, answer really my good. question. Um, so I don't. Th- I don't think they saw this coming. Like you never. 
he never did this okay. at Southern, like at least as often as he's done it so far for Illinois. Played all 40 minutes against the Boilers, Boiler Up. Uh, Underwood said after the game he's, he's the best conditioned player he's ever had. Who gets that credit? Fletcher? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're and also Marcus Damask for putting in the work because, like, he made the decision to – like as soon as he graduated from SIU, like he was in Champaign the next day and working out with Fletch. So like he didn't take any time to like, oh well, you know, I don't need to be in Champaign right away. I could just take some time for myself. No, he came and got thrust into the body by Fletch routine and but you know, Fletch gets his part of the credit too. He's just one of the best in the country at what he does. Answer me this. Uh he's done after this year for sure. Marcus Demand? Yeah. Um I believe so, because he there was one season. I think his sophomore year at SIU, he played. Check that out. Only playing. I, I need 10 an answer by games by next podcast. I need a definite answer. Yeah, but I. Well, because like, I would have thought that Tommy DeVito after like six years was done, but Brad Bielma thought he could get him right. another year. So I don't. NCAA eligibility is a very fungible thing. What? These Excuse days. me. Fungible. Look it up. It's a good word. Fungible. I like it. Um, so, yeah, 2020, 2021, which was the COVID year, so I don't know how that works. Okay. But, like, he played 10 games. All right. So, question here. By next week, you're going to have that answer for me, hopefully. Uh, secondly, is he playing well enough to consider a uh, maybe a career at this sport at the next level? He played well at SI, well enough at SIU to consider a career. At this sport, it just depends on what your definition of next level is. Okay. Um, there are a lot of really good college basketball players that don't sniff the NBA. Then they go on to have really good careers in Europe. I mean, just uh, to tie it all back to Brad Underwood, um, because he's used the comparison a couple times, uh, Thomas Walkup, who played for him at SFA, he sees a lot of Marcus Domask and Thomas Walkup. Thomas Walkup has not played in the NBA, but he's put together a really good career um, so far in Europe. And you know, last year played for one of the best teams in Greece in the EuroLeague. So, yeah, Mark Smith, there's a career for him in this. Just okay. don't know where that will, will take him. Get that other answer for me, if you could. Go with your power poll this week. I assume he's leading the way. He is, but okay. we'll, we'll do it the, the hockey way. Go three to okay. three to one. Um, Coleman Hawkins, three. Quincy Garrier, two. Marcus Smith, one. By the way, Inside a lineup basketball listeners. Scott Ritchie knows his hockey. I asked him a question about the 2007 Anaheim Ducks, and he had the answer for me this morning. Just, you really Stunning. hit the one narrow window of hockey mm. that I might have known. Good for you. Terrence Shannon uh, Jr. still suspended. What can you tell me? That he's still suspended. Okay. Underwood was asked about it, said, hey, don't, don't ask me. I'm out of it. Yeah, and I've asked DIA officials, campus officials, and the common refrain is if there's any changes, we'll let you know. Otherwise, it's essentially stop asking. Okay, Atlanta rebounders, good group. They were ready to celebrate the win over Purdue. Had it happened, it didn't. We'll wait for another day for that. But they have their meeting today at noon. Underwood going to be there. What's he going to say? Certainly nothing about Taryn Shannon. I know, but what's he going to say otherwise? Um, I hate Michigan State. No, I think he actually. I think he, he likes Tom Mizzo. Yeah. Get along. Who does he well. hate in the Big Ten? 
hate? Yeah, like what other coach would you like to pummel? Um, at Pizza Hut. Well, I mean, like, only fans would throw out Fred McCaffrey, but like, they're like good friends, right? As it turns out, um, he really likes Steve Peichel. Um, he and Fred Hoiberg are BFFs forever. Uh, probably him, Jawan. It's probably Jawan Howard. But is he even the coach of Michigan anymore? Don't know. Because like he, no other coach that riles him. I don't think so. But just on the Jawan Howard front, like he was not the coach yesterday when Michigan lost to Penn State. Because they left because the game was played at the Palestra, and they're like, you know, we're gonna let Phil Martelli coach. It's like, how do you do that as a head coach? It's like I just don't want to do it. We'll let Phil do it. He's back in, in Philly. We'll just let him let him be the coach. Maybe he knew they were gonna lose. So he's like, that's that's Phil's loss. It's not my loss. That's a, <laughs> the, a weird situation. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> the that's awesome. The, actually, the, the Michigan Big Ten schools are a disaster. That's really funny. Like, I kind of like that actually. I I think the Juwan Howard era at Michigan is mm-hmm. trending towards the the end. <laughs> they're they're a mess. All right, you got any useless data you can uh, waste our time with, <laughs> like I'm, we do every week? I'm just gonna say no. Oh, good, good answer. Uh, Dave Leak does not know this, but I'm a proponent of points, rebounds, and assists. Richie delves into some minutia to help prove his his points. You really have no other data that you. Oh, I I have plenty, but I'm we're just gonna just go ahead. I'll give you avoid it. No, I don't. I'll wanna. give you the. I won't even mock you when I listen. Fake fall asleep, snore. Things you like already that. did that once. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just I'm kind of caught up on this whole advanced metrics versus actual resume thing. Um, like, and this just relates to the Big Ten as a whole. Like, there's where the Big Ten is at. Like, Illinois does not have a ton of quad one opportunities, which are your best resume things you can point to. Um, just not that many left. Well, tell me this then. If they sweep the rest of the schedule, which they very well could, or if they suffer a, maybe a couple losses in there, that still to me means two seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't care what your little metrics say. Well, I, I mean, say a four-loss, five-loss team going in the tournament. That's a two seed. Maybe. Um, current projections. For Illinois, twenty three and eight, fourteen and six. And they're not going to lose eight games. Well, they've crazy. lost three. Right. And c- right now, I got two more losses at the most. They're projected as under because there's not lines for these games because they're far in advance. But they're projected as underdogs at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and bas- that's basically a coin flip game. But still, um, at Michigan State, where they have not won frequently. Let's put that out there. Um, at Wisconsin. Same thing, but have one more recently. And then at home against Purdue. And I think that's fair because Purdue's good. And clearly has shown they have the recipe to beating Illinois. So maybe. I got two more losses. Just, okay. just two. Yeah. That'll be incredible. Thank you. They might be the number one team in the country if that's the case. Maybe. As you pointed out, how to go to number one in your recent Good Morning Illini Nation. Well, that included beating Purdue. No, that didn't help. Yeah, it means it's be longer. They just have to keep winning. But it's like, how much is that gonna? How much is the Big Ten gonna help them? 
Enjoyed Mackey Arena, uh, loud as usual. Great. I enjoyed your coverage. Joey Wright, Robin Schultz also there. Enjoyed, I didn't know they redid Mackey Arena. Like the entrance now looks like an NFL arena where the players go and slap hands with the fans. Yeah. In the bowels. Very cool. That's what Illinois' next step is going to be. You know, we talk about renovation. To make the innards of State Farm Center mean something to the fans. We've seen it on the women's side where the team runs out in the court slapping hands with a line of fans, right? Yeah. I think that's the next step for the men. Make the process start when the locker room door opens, not when the... Now, there are some fans that have paid more money to have this opportunity that do get to line the tunnel. Okay. Like, deep into the tunnel as they, Illinois comes out of the locker room. Hmm. Those are the ones that you'll see sitting, like, courtside. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see that next step because that's what, that's what they deserved. Yeah. But Our, what they did to Mackey was, was good because it maintained what Mackey was but just right. spruced it up a little bit. All right. Uh, what other news? Got any recruiting news? Got f- about a minute left here, Scott Ritchie. Sure. Um, Just a few new offers. Okay. Um, All in-state. Okay, and But – uh, young, young in-state players. Who's uh, a sophomore from Marist, Stephen Brown, um, a freshman from Gurney Warren. Uh, as I just have blanked on his name. The guy who was at the game? The yeah, other Jackson Davis. Yes, there okay. it is. And then a, most recently, just last night, a freshman from Kenwood, Devin Cleveland. So uh, those guys, of course, are many, many years from actually playing college basketball. Who knows, Illinois maybe will have reached the Final Four by then. Maybe the Sweet 16 by then. <laughs> maybe they've won it all by then, Scott Ritchie. You just don't know. You, you don't know, but let's, let's set let, let baby steps. Like, make it to the second weekend first. Why? Florida Atlantic didn't need baby steps. Right? They got to the Final Four. Yeah, well, that's like, I mean, I'm, I'm got to the Sweet boat. 16 first. Like, Okay. You got to hit that step. Like, Illinois hasn't even gotten to that step yet. All right. Uh, email Richie again, srichie at news gazette.com. Get yourself some tickets. Thursday, Michigan State, 8 p.m. tip. Sunday, Maryland, 1 p.m. Yep. Stop by the News Gazette. We'll give you a tour, even, in fact. We'll take your picture, let you meet Lauren Tate. How does that sound? That's incentive to get tickets. Yeah, I just. Lauren's not here all the time, so just... We'll call him. He'll do it. He's a good sport. Okay. Right? <laughs> Lauren, you have to come in now. <laughs> all right, Scott. Uh, great stuff as usual. Thanks to Dave Leak for producing, and we'll talk to you next Monday.